What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. In Los Angeles, California. This is the Shiznit Show with your hosts, Skender McGee, Damon the Weasel Standifer, Charlie Bell, and Dino Red. Now put your hands together for the Shiznit Show. Welcome back to another episode of the Shiznit Show. We realize that you have a choice in your podcast listening, and we appreciate you listening to us. Good day, Kenda. What up, everybody? Good day, Weezy. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> I shock the world. Yes. I'm the greatest of all time. <laughs> yeah. I'm being possessed by the spirit. <laughs> The spirit of Ali. That's Al Weezy. That's who that is. <laughs> Muhammad Al Weezy. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest weasel of all time. Yes. The wascally weasel. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm no longer uh, the weasel. He's, I have the, to, he's the wascally weasel. I'm, I'm, I'm Rascal the Weasel. Uh, <laughs> I'm now Rascal the Weasel Standifer. Uh, please call me by my name. Now. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> when no one's around you, say, "Baby, I love you." He can be found at Rascal Flats uh, <laughs> Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah, um, we lost another legend. Dang. Another legend. Muhammad was like, "I don't want to live in a world without Prince." Good night. Pretty much. Good night. He's like, I'm the greatest of all times, yeah. and Prince was the other greatest of all times. Yes. He's gone, so I'm going bow to. Good night. Pretty much. He said, "That's who. He, that's who he would dance to." Talk about a curtain. Call. What is septic shock? Uh, that's when the blood gets poisoned. Yeah, oh. I think they said his uh, his organs shut down. Yeah, um, and so then they stop being able to filter the toxins out of it, mm. or it could be for other reasons. But that is when your blood gets poisoned and it mm. kills you. Yeah, because uh, he he went in for some kind of infection, and uh, when in, in the hospital, it uh, the. Uh, his something became inflamed, and then all of his organs became inflamed. Mm. It just got just got to a point where there was no coming back. Um, 
And they what said I'm it was, wondering they said is it was, how that's connected to Parkinson, or I, if that's I, I, just well, they said it was exacerbated by the Parkinson's, yeah, but that's I, what but I you understand. know, there's a reason that. I'm not in in a in a doctor's it's office. True, true that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought Parkinson was neurological, and I don't yeah. understand how the yeah. the you know some of the physical coming in on that. Well, I, I guess I guess from the point you know your your brain controls everything. True. So I, I guess eventually, you yeah, know, if there's something some kind of damage going on. It's uh-huh. eventually going to short out. Tell that to my wife. Brain controls everything. <laughs> That's what you think. Get married, nigga. Right. Your wife controls everything. Yeah. <laughs> you better recognize. Yeah, well, I think I think Ali knew that. <laughs> I'm gonna get a new one. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, at least though, you know, this one's not quite. It's not. It's sad because mm. he was great, mm, you know, as yeah, just an icon, just like Prince. But at least. You know, we kind of saw it coming. Yeah, you know, he was sure. he's a lot older, mm-hmm. and sure. he'd been having health problems for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, like the whole Prince thing. So yeah. it's it's a lot easier to swallow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Plus, not to mention, I felt like he was kind of suffering towards the end. And whenever mm-hmm. somebody who's suffering goes, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's like, especially when they're not related to me. You know right. what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Okay, well, at least they're not suffering. But yeah. I was the same way with my mom, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, everybody was like, oh, you know, mama, mama. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm going to miss mama, but yeah. mama was suffering, y'all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I felt the same way when my grandmother died. I mean, you know, she was she was basically a husk. She was, you know, she had Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I mean, she couldn't talk. All she could do was like, and she she could look at you. But doesn't recognize you. Yeah. It, it was like she was just, she was walking as a, a blank wow. stare. Yeah. And, you know, when yeah. she died, Mm-mm. you know, the way I looked at it, she died a long time before she stopped breathing. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. My mom's was on old timers, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah the, the old timers. That's a bitch. That yeah. <coughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, but, but it was yeah. it was it was kind of funny because uh, you know I I was uh, Friday I, I had uh, I had written a routine about the gorilla and uh, one of the jokes I had written uh, was. Uh, yeah, when Muhammad Ali heard about the gorilla getting shot, he said, they killed Joe Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> he did used to always yes. call him a gorilla. Yeah. And uh, I was like, but when when I got ready to, to do the joke, I mean, when, when uh, became, it became time, I was like, that's when the uh, that's when it was coming out. Yeah, that they was, was like I was like, man, this, he's going. You know, they were like, it doesn't look good for him. I'm like, fuck, can I do the joke? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I ended up doing the joke, and it, it worked. Yeah. Um, but I, I was I was nervous. Um, if I do the routine, I'm gonna change it to like if this was the '70s, Muhammad Ali would say they killed Joe Frazier, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. But uh, yeah, I was a little nervous that you know people would take it the wrong way. Yeah, when I was younger, I I got Joe Frazier and Joe Foreman and George Foreman, George Foreman, George mm-hmm. Foreman mixed up. Yeah. yeah, like I just did. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I you know I would look at George uh, Foreman and be like, he's not bad looking. Why is my you know? And I was yeah. like, oh. then I saw Joe Frazier. I was like, oh. <laughs> That's the gorilla. Now I get it. <laughs> it well, all makes sense wow. now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, coming for you. So, man, when I when I was a kid, I, I hated Muhammad Ali because because uh, he was he, always talking shit. Mm-hmm. He, he reminded me of the kids who made fun of me. Yeah. 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 It's like they all talk trash, man. I'd yes. get mad. I was like, 
I wanted George Foreman to beat his ass. Yeah. He was the king of the dozens, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking about what you said, though, about the suffering. And right after he passed, I was thinking, man, you know, um, he's because it must be hard for someone who talks that much mm-hmm. and has so much to say <laughs> yeah. for their voice to be taken away. No, I'm serious because yeah. I'm, I'm, I talk too much and I'm trying to imagine, oh, my God. But then I didn't realize it had been like almost 30 years. Yeah. I didn't realize it. It was like in the late 80s that he mm-hmm. lost yeah. his ability. I remember when it started, mm-hmm. but that was so long ago. Yeah, it was after, after he fought Larry Holmes yeah. that it became apparent that that's like when he started to really go down. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to study his brain, too. I don't know, but For he, that kind yeah. of damage. But that's thing a, but that's the that's the weird thing though, because you know some people say that Parkinson's, you know, that there was a result of him taking too many blows to the head, mm-hmm. and while I don't think getting the blows to the head helped, I mean Michael J. Fox, you know, well he, he took a lot of blows to the head in comedy. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, when he was when he was studying to be a stooge, I think. That's what but I don't think they're they're equivalent. You yeah. can have people who suffer from a disease, and it's something that's hereditary. Mm-hmm. And you can also have something that's onset by yeah. external yeah. or environmental circumstances. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be yeah. interesting to know yeah. if there is a direct link, so mm-hmm. that boxers in the future. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're already talking about it with football players, you mm-hmm. have to imagine it has something to do with well, this concussion pro- thing, right? Yeah, it's probably worse with boxers. Yeah, they, they don't constant blows. Yeah, then, I wonder if it's wrong for me. To want to isolate the part of Parkinson's that you know kind of takes the speech <laughs> and, and be able to like give that out to like Certain slip that people? to people like, like wives and, uh, and stuff like that like, like, wives, like and wives, wives but I ain't saying yeah, no names or Donald nothing Trump. just hypothetically <laughs> you know yeah, and you like I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people who want to give it to me so or, or, or like maybe that. you could just like maybe. Uh, you could you could <laughs> you could change the dosage of it, yes. like whether you want all their speech to go or yeah, just, just like of it. just dial it back <laughs> yeah. a little bit or whatever. That would be very interesting. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, that, that would. <laughs> I, I would I would like one of those. That, yeah, like, Parkinson's in a bottle or yeah, something, or Parkinson like, pills, or, or something. like you got like uh, like you get like a blow uh, tube and just go. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, and just so partial Parkinson's. Yeah. Par- yeah, we can call it a PP pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, partial Parkinson's pill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just that. Yeah. I also wonder why. Okay, if we're talking, why it took his voice and it didn't take a Michael J. Fox or a Janet. What's her name? Our former um, uh, part attorney of, general. Because Janet you know Reno. why? Yeah, because, Janet Reno. Why? Because it was Parkinson's and karma. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know. That was, uh... <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I think. Uh, yeah, uh, I think. One of the things Joe Frazier got kind of a, a, a what do you call it uh, when it's when you uh, uh, it was sweet justice kind of thing yeah like but a, when you take pleasure in somebody else's pain, misfortune yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a German word for it okay. I can't think oh of. a Schadenfreude yeah oh, yeah yeah okay. and uh, yeah because I, I I kind of remember him making snide remarks yeah. about uh, the butterfly not being able oh, to talk butterfly can't happened. flap his wings yeah, so. I see, <laughs> yeah, I see. yeah. 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 Yeah, Joe, well, Joe Frazier felt betrayed by Ali, yeah. so that yeah. you know that that had a lot to do Why? with. Well, when Ali was uh, when he, Ali was banned from fighting, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he only made money from speaking engagements, and Joe Frazier loaned him money, uh, really? to, yeah, to help him uh, to help him, you know, during that time. Wow! And then Joe, Fra- when you know he started, 
you know, he he called him the gorilla. He called him. Uh, was that after he loaned him yeah, money? Yeah, after when he, he was him. trying to get back in the yeah, box, yeah, and he started yeah. talking crap about him to raise yeah, his yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, profile. Yeah, and uh, and, wow. the, and the hype the hype the event. Hype it up. Hype yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But Joe Prazier didn't appreciate no, it. Right. Since, oh no, and especially like, I think Ali called him an Uncle Tom, or he said something along the lines of, "Who if you're rooting for uh, if you're rooting for Joe Frazier, you're an Uncle Tom." Right. And Joe Frazier's like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" <laughs> you know, he said, "I ain't no Uncle Tom." He's, yeah. he's not. Uh, it's like I helped your ass out, right? You know, and yeah, Ali was hyping the fight, but he was still, you know, <laughs> going crossing the line. Yeah, he crossed sure. the line. Yeah, yeah. did they line. end up being friends? Because so, was it Joe or Larry Holmes that came out and spoke on his behalf recently? Or uh, just George, after he died? George Foreman, George became friends <laughs> okay. with Ali. Yeah, but uh, Joe never did. I think they. I I don't know about friends. Okay, okay. I, I uh, but um, yeah, George Foreman said that he hated. He had a period where he hated Ali, wow. and then he realized, uh, you know what, I fucked up, yeah. <laughs> and he said uh, he basically, you know, wished that he could. He wished that he could have those years back when he was angry at Ali. Yeah, he said, you know, my my people messed up uh, in in the ring and in training me and all okay. that sort of stuff. Uh, and Larry Holmes, Larry Holmes actually felt bad because when he fought Ali. You know, Ali just didn't have it. Yeah, and, right. That and Larry Holmes was just beating the crap out of mm-hmm. him. He was like, "Are you going to stop the fight? Are you going to yeah. stop the fight?" And uh, they just, you know, he just kept going on. That was one of those comeback times. Yeah, that was yeah. the last one. Okay, yeah, okay. That, like eighty-two or something. That was some good drama. They that, need to. Bring, they need to make a movie about it for us. Mm-hmm. You know, the newer generation mm-hmm. doesn't know that whole storyline. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. It really is. Well, in in the in the in the. Will Smith movie, yeah, they kind of touched on on, some of on, that? on the Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, okay, um, uh, um, their their uh, their problems with mm-hmm, one another, mm-hmm. um, and uh, <clears throat> you know Larry Holmes, and Larry Holmes also suffered because he came after Muhammad Ali, and if you look, you know, as far as the heavyweights go, Larry Holmes is considered to be one of the top ten heavyweights of all time. Wow. In fact, one of the reasons why Muhammad Ali uh, is considered the greatest heavyweight of all time and, you know, maybe the greatest fighter of all time is in the era that he fought, the 20 years that he fought, mm-hmm. uh, was probably the best time in the heavyweight division. Yeah. He had the greatest fighters. Right. Uh, he fought everyone from <clears throat> Floyd Patterson. He fought uh, uh, the first guy he beat. Um, um, God, I can't remember his name. Ar- uh, not, not Archie. Well, he beat Archie Moore, but... Um, uh, but he was uh, he was considered you know that when Ali went in a heavy underdog against him, uh, Ali beat him. Uh, he beat Foreman. He beat Frazier. He beat Norton. He beat uh, he beat all these guys who were who basically are in the top ten of right. fighters of all time. He beat some of the greatest. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> they said he was Excuse eleven me. and three against Hall of Fame fighters. Mm. You know, so he mm. was. Uh, wow. He was a bad man. And that was kind of the end of it. After that, you had Tyson, that little brief stint, and there really hasn't been that kind of... Yeah. Well, Larry Larry Holmes, you know, was a victim of just being after Ali. After Ali. And, yeah. and not having that same kind of charisma and yeah. personality. Well, yeah. And yeah. driving the viewership and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think I think George Foreman probably, you know, once he figured it out, you know, he, he used his charisma in a different way. You know, yeah. uh, the funny fat guy. Because <laughs> that back then wasn't boxing like, you know, the the audience's basketball and stuff have now. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of the spectator sport. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I always I mean, one of my things is if Muhammad Ali were born. 20 years later, yeah. he might have been a, a shooting guard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, in, right. In the NBA. You know. <clears throat> yeah. So, Kendall, what's, what's so been up with you? Greatest. What's been going on? 
man, just a lot of work. And I'm at work, um, work business-wise, work, 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 but also working out because I have to get my body back. I've been off the dance floor um, for almost a year mm-hmm. because of a back injury, but mm-hmm. that's the longest in 16 years I've been off the floor, 15 years. Mm-hmm. So... I all of a sudden I talked to my dance director. I dance for a company in Washington mm-hmm. D.C. and we have a huge show in, at the Lisner Auditorium in D.C. every Labor Day weekend. And I talked to him and I think I'm going to go back and do it. So I've started. Oh, now cool. this is going to be interesting because it's hard enough even when you've been training all year to get mm-hmm. ready for one of our shows. I'm mm-hmm. going to try to do that plus catch up from being off the floor for a year. We'll see how this goes and how wow. my back feels, but it might be my last show because. I, I don't know if I can keep doing that level with this injury. Mm-hmm. So some of my friends are going to come from L.A. So I'm going to try to make it work. But this is work. Yes. This is work. Yes. You know, trying first of all, getting the body back, then mm-hmm. trying to get in, get the lungs in shape, then getting in dance shape, which mm-hmm. are two different things. Right, so right. this is a process. But we'll see. We'll see my body transform over the next few <laughs> weeks. So ha ha. Right. And that means that Yak might be gone for a couple of weeks. I'm going to go sometime hey! in the next. <laughs> you know what? Dino. Dino. <laughs> you, did you? It's, it's all right. You can call him a dick. You know what? I'm a game of thrones. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a the red wedding you over here. Because I just watched that today, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I may be gone for a few weeks because I'm going to go within the next month. I'm going to go and stay in D.C. for a couple weeks and train for the show. <laughs> Learn the choreography and come back and train on my own. I am over Dino, y'all. Over, <laughs> over him. By the way, Game of Thrones, I had to take a little break this week because I had to work on some trailers. But So where, where I, are I caught, you leave I'm, off? I'm in, I'm, I'm oh, you in, said the Red I'm Wedding. I'm end of season three. I just watched the Red Wedding in the se- the episode after today. I am just angry. So you're about half I am angry at the makers <laughs> of Game of Thrones. I, you, I want to go shoot them up. You cannot get connected to any character. And y'all just killed the family. Okay. I love okay. them. Okay, okay, okay. They kill okay. everybody, okay. y'all. Calm down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh, I see. You, you, and then you I said, told you I was going to get emotional about like, this. You was like, he's so passionate about this. I know. Yeah, now you understand. No, You're like, he's got a passion. Why he's so passionate? He kind of passionate. Why he's, what's wrong with why him? Why he got his feelings? Why he got, why he got why attitude? I'm emotional. <laughs> now I understand. Game of Thrones show. makes you emotional. <laughs> I've had some dudes tell me, though, after I talked to them about that, they're like, I actually shed a tear after the red the blood wedding or red wedding, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, that's what's been up with me, y'all. <laughs> I, I cry whenever I listen to White Wedding. You know, <laughs> what is that? That's a, it's a, uh, who's a, uh, uh, it's a song? Yeah, it's a Billy Idol song. Oh, I probably know it, just don't know the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Weezy, what's been up? You been working on that show? Yeah, I worked. Uh, hey, uh, this this Wednesday, I worked on. Uh... Hey! <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dino. Yay! What a sweet guy you are. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I, uh, um, this Wednesday I worked on Murder in the First, which is a TNT show. Um, okay. Yeah. Tay Diggs is uh, the only one, uh, the only member of the show that I recognize. But um, right, right, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was fun, man. It's God. Do, uh, the day before, I had to do a, um, uh, I had to do a, a costume fitting, and I had been working really hard on on getting to places on time because I used to show up like you know maybe a minute before it was time for me to mm-hmm. uh, right. be there. And so I, I was like, I gave myself an hour, mm. and I showed up forty five minutes late. What? Wow. That's how bad traffic, traffic was. Is, yeah. It's out of control. Because I, 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 I had to come from the valley 
to it, it was in Glendale. So I, I came from the other side of the valley. I got to uh, <clears throat> I got to uh, the five the five freeway was Mm-mm. practically stopped. And then once I got off the five freeway, uh, the the street I needed to get to to get to San Fernando was stopped because <laughs> they were doing road work. So I had to figure out, and I, I didn't know the area, so I had to figure out how to get there. And my appointment was at two. I got there at two forty-five. Wow! And uh, what happens? Can I ask what happens once you have the role? Okay, so I know what happens when you're auditioning mm-hmm. and you show up late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens once you have the role? And you know, how does that work? Do they get mad? Do they? What are- it, it it depends. Uh, I, I've had that happen one once when it was the day to shoot. Uh, and I was lost. And this was yeah. in this was in the pre. Uh, everyone has a cell phone. Yeah. Days. So uh, I, uh, they were calling everywhere. Wow. They called my agent. They called. Uh, they called my job. They called my mother. Man. <laughs> uh, uh, my mother called my friend. Uh, you know, it, it, it was. They just call. Okay. And eventually, eventually, I got to a phone booth. And I called my agent. Yeah. And he he called. I think. Oh, I had a pager back then. Okay. Uh, so I was getting the pages, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find a phone. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, so I I called um, I called him, and he called the uh, he called the uh, 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 the production company and let them okay. know. And usually they're they're cool about right. it um, because they know shit happens, mm-hmm. and, they, mm-hmm. and they and they know. That you want to be there, right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like right. the prima donna star yeah. not showing up. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's you're different. Lauren Hill or yeah. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, don't, please don't fire me, <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. You know. well, the funny thing is, I ended up uh, I I forgot I forgot to call my mom. <laughs> so like it, it, this was like a. a, a, a I shot it at night, and you know we were there till like four in the morning or something like that. And uh, so she was still panicked. She didn't know that I had made right. it. Right? Like, did my kid get in an accident <laughs> on the way? Is he in <laughs> some ditch? Yeah. So uh, is he in some bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. But this one was cool because I, I showed up in the in the in the wardrobe lady. She was like, she was like, no, 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 everything's fine. Yeah, they probably were running behind. You, you got me out of a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to go to that meeting. So, wow. Yeah. But it was cool. I, I, I had a good time. And you already did the Nickelodeon thing? Yeah. Okay. A couple of weeks ago. So this yeah, is going one. back fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So this is a different one than the Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. you're just a working man right now. I mean, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I give myself until the middle of next week and I go back <laughs> to being angry. For it to go angry. dry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just snapping at people. Audition. And <laughs> <laughs> all mad at people for saying hello and stuff. There's going to be no more work, work, yeah, work, work. That's exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it was cool because it's like the, the uh got there at, and my call time was six eighteen in the morning, and we were done by nine. And uh, yeah, I was I was like, cool. I've never had that happen. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I had a little uh, <clears throat> impromptu hangout with some some of my buddies, my my boy uh, Lance and my buddy Reggie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, actually, Lance had just came over because Lance is my barber, so he came over to cut me up, and uh, then Reggie decided since. We both were in the same place that he was going to come over where we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was going to hang out. 
And so he'd been Reggie ever since we all reconnected because uh, Reggie we'd been we had lost touch with him for a while ago. I mentioned him on the show a few months back when we first got back in touch. And ever since then, he's been trying to design some sort of little you know where we throw something on the grill and play some dominoes or whatever. And uh, he kind of attempted to plan something a couple times, and and he you know let it fall by the wayside. But he just showed up, and one thing led to another, and we was playing dominoes. And next thing I know, we were like going to go throw some meat on the grill, whatever. Okay. Oh, I thought you was going to say you guys oh, were throwing, throwing some throw, That's what I thought. I was like, wait a minute, where are we going here? Where are we going? Intense domino. Is this his way of saying, oh, this was a last minute thing. That's why y'all didn't get invited to the barbecue. Is this his way of telling us that? Uh, no, he'd tell us straight out. Okay, right. okay, okay. So let me check. Yeah, pretty much. I'm just checking. Like, I didn't want you there. Yeah. It, wasn't, uh, and it wasn't even like a, a full-blown barbecue or whatever. Mm. It was funny because uh, Lance and I are both, we're both doing the uh, versions of the paleo you know low carb diet thing mm-hmm. um i'm doing the, the keto type or maybe more of a hybrid or whatever but it's all basically the same low carb low carb whatever mm-hmm. and i didn't even know that he was doing it. it turned out that uh that he he was he is too and i've been on it for a couple of weeks and yeah, it's it's interesting i like it but anyway um so we were telling him like uh when we were talking about what we we're going to get, oh, let's get you know get some some links and some you know some steak or whatever. He was like, okay, and then we need some buns. They're like, nah, we don't need no buns. Like, <laughs> like we're not <laughs> doing buns. <laughs> like, you can get you buns. You guys are on the same diet, right? Like, right, right, right. Carbs. Let's like, get buns. Right. You can get buns, but we don't need buns. But so they didn't get any buns, whatever. So we just had meat. It wow. was like it was truly a paleo. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like that's that's paleo. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna really go paleo with mm-hmm. it, and we just you did know. you wrap it in lettuce. No, we didn't wrap in lettuce. Just, it was you just didn't wrap your hamburgers in lettuce. We didn't have hamburgers. We oh, had okay. Links, they had links and steak. Links and steak. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we kind of. <laughs> and we we clowned him a little. We clowned our buddy a little bit because uh, uh, Lance and I, our, our tastes are a little bit more discriminating than Reggie's, right? Mm-hmm. So Reggie went for quantity mm-hmm. versus quality, mm-hmm. and he came back with a lot. Mm-hmm. But some. But it was like. Ooh. Uh, yeah. dude, what, what, like, what kind of steaks are these? Oh, they look no. kind of, like Casper wasn't even excited about. I gave Casper <laughs> oh, one. Bad. Casper was not excited. Even my dog is too bougie for those steaks. <laughs> it was like some Chuck stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. some low grade stuff. And now you know, so we was and he went he went out and talked to his girlfriend on the phone for like I'm like this fool. We've been trying to get us together for all these months. Finally get together, and then he leaves the the backyard to go talk on the phone with his girl for two hours. Mm-hmm. So he's just asking to be clowned. Yeah. So we talked about him behind his back. And then once he got there, we talked about him to to his his face. face. Yeah. (laughs) Told him all the shit we said about him. (laughs) Didn't want him to be left out. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And then we told him, like, look, bro, you're going to have to up your game a little. We're going to have to step it up. He's like, what you mean? What you mean? And we was just like, look, you know, it's like we're in our 40s now, man. You know, we we can't be eating like when we was in broke-ass teenagers we mm-hmm. broke-ass exactly. adults now yeah. but you know you're gonna have to you know it's like step it up yeah you get a a, a good ribeye is mm-hmm. better than three you know chucks, chucks. Oh. you know yeah. you get one you know get a ribeye or a porterhouse or mm-hmm. a new york or a t-bone or something you mm-hmm. know don't 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 you know, yeah it's just only a couple more dollars mm-hmm. just go ahead and get For that real. and instead of these chicken links out the box go around the corner yeah. to mama's and get yeah. some you know oh yeah i forgot about my yeah you forgot about mama's mm-hmm. whatever but yeah, so we, you know, we clowned him a little bit, and he was all like, 
Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the meat I picked out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun, though, man. And it was real cool. It was just like old times, minus the alcohol and drugs. <laughs> Which is cool because he's sober now. Uh-huh. And it was cool that we could, you know, because... Um, well, I'm sure he knew. Well, you know, well, since, you know, a lot of times when people are on the wagon or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that they can't associate with anymore because they, they fall into old patterns right, or whatever. Right, right. And so, so that's cool that he could, you know, that he counts, you know, Lance and myself as those that he could hang out with and not worry about having to fall back into that, though. Mm-hmm. But funny that he said that, uh, that he said that because even though I don't drink a lot, it's funny that I do associate him with drinking because mm-hmm. he's been over two or three times. Mm-hmm. And each time before he comes over, I think about, oh, do I have anything to drink? Or I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't drink. So, yeah. And, but but <laughs> anybody trying, else that comes over. Host. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But anybody else who comes over, I don't really think like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's only him. And it's like, yeah. it's like, wow. And I never realized that I still had that association with him mm-hmm. until now, mm-hmm. you know, that he's not drinking or whatever. So, you know, but that it was good times. That's, that's funny because uh, in, in, in my theater company, whenever we have a get-together, mm-hmm. it's like there are people who bring food, but the overwhelming... Ma- bring oh, alcohol. It brings some form of alcohol. It's, it's yeah. either beer or beer. Oh, <laughs> and it may, be some, it may be some wine that's been supplied. I'm like, and uh, one time I actually drank some wine and they were like, Whoa, you're drinking? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and you know, I'm telling you guys about this refrigerator saga. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. what's it's going on with fi- that? It's well, it's finally coming to a close. Oh, okay. Your boy Dino Red got fed up. Mm-hmm. I got fed up with being a nice guy Uh-oh. and getting the runaround and all that. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one day after this this last manager executive supervisor promised me that he was going to be different. He was going to stay on my case and he was going to hear from me. And all he made a big deal about giving me his direct line and his email address. That didn't mean shit. I didn't hear from him. Not one more time ever. So I wrote this. Uh, this is this. I brought, brought in the email that oh, okay. I, I wrote mm-hmm. and I wrote, uh, I have dealt with several of your so-called executive supervisors only to be given the quote-unquote runaround, treated with utter disregard and a total lack of compassion. So I'm now going to handle things my way. I happen to be a media personality. I will use my platform and influence to tell my listeners and fans about LG selling me a lemon and refusing to rectify the situation. I am also getting my lawyer involved. I was looking just for a new refrigerator, but be assured... I will be seek I will be seeking damages for all of the food that has spoiled plus pain and suffering. Your own LG Tech uh, admitted on record that the refrigerator is not repairable and that the one that the tech uh and, and that one of the techs that was sent by you uh was the one was one of the ones who damaged the unit worse than it originally was. So not only will I be suing LG, I will also be suing the third-party warranty company, the technicians, and executive supervisors, Tori, Teresa, and Reed Donald. <laughs> I am more than sure that I will win something from someone, and the satisfaction that I will get making your lives as difficult as possible using all of my resources will bring me a measure of justice. I'll see you in court, Dino Red. And uh, a couple and of days later... A couple of days later, I got a call from a manager um, offering me uh, offering a settlement. Hmm. So um, the I paid seventeen hundred 
for it, like sixteen ninety nine or something mm-hmm. like around those uh, back in uh, almost five years ago, not mm-hmm. quite five years ago. They offered me nine something. Mm-hmm. I said I was thinking more like thirteen, mm-hmm. and then she came back with eleven something, mm-hmm. and uh, so there you have it. But now they're giving me a, a run around about trying to get my. I before they would even send somebody out to repair it, we had to buy uh, an extended warranty, mm-hmm. and that was like another two hundred and thirty eight dollars, uh, and apparently it's a subsidiary. So they are passing us back and forth or whatever about this and, you know, like they do, just like they were doing with the refrigerator. They start the whole routine over again with the refund for the warranty, which, you know, I am I am going to get. <laughs> so, you know, happy that that is finally a chapter that is closed. Squeaky wheel gets the most grief. That is, that is in, you know, it, if you have a warranty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, no, it was out of warranty, or but, but anyway, I was talking about the squeaky wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So we'll have a new refrigerator pretty soon, and this will finally be over. But yeah, that, it's that was a lot, and uh, well, and and I had I have a whole house full of LG products. I bought a whole suite when I bought this refrigerator. I bought refrigerator, a stove, washer and dryer, um, and a microwave. And they just lost a customer. So. Yep. Oh, well. You know. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. Because it took me threatening them and several months. This started back in March. Mm -hmm. This started back mm -hmm. in March. I wouldn't have my business anymore. Right. So. Um, and they get no kudos for doing doing the right thing. Finally, none whatsoever. No. Do, do you still have your uh, Starbucks uh, stuff, Kenda? Do you still have your? your they just uh, gave I'm me sure ten more gone. dollars today. <laughs> ten more. They just gave me ten more dollars, to, and it wasn't even. I wasn't even complaining. I was just asking them. I was trying to load money on my card, and it wouldn't work. And I called them like, "Could you take the card off so I can put it back on so it'll work?" And they're like, "Oh, we blocked you." I'm like, "What do you mean you blocked my card?" They're like, "Because you tried more than once." But let us put $10 on there, and the block will be off by tomorrow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what, Dino? Speaking of warranties, Dino, can I ask a question? Do How long should tires last on a new car? Oh, it all depends. Like, for Wheezy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he drives a lot, and yeah. it may, he puts a lot of wear on his car. So, for him, they don't last as long as, you know, it, it, it depends it's on. So, it's hard to tell because I have only, like, 13,500 miles on my well, car. Well, I was going to say, you're. And they, they're bald almost. Oh. And one is frayed, and the guy just stopped me. Like, ma'am, you need to get that taste on the front of your car. You can have a blowout, and that's the most dangerous place. And they're literally bald and frayed, and I don't go anywhere. Is I it, mean, in a year and a half. I have thirteen thousand five hundred miles. Do you? Uh, do but I you, drive in the city. Do you? Uh, yeah, that that'll that'll. Is that and, it? And if they're cheap tires. Well, know, shoot! It's a thirty thousand dollar car. Should oh, they be oh, cheap these, tires? Oh, these are the, uh, this these, is the sports version of the um, Juke, the Nismo. Do, do you uh, rotate? Your, have you rotated your tires? Oh well, see what? Oh, when was I supposed to do that? <laughs> When was I, I, I supposed I, I, to do I, I, that? I don't know. The, I, it's oh, it's no. like every three months when or so. so, so can I do that now? I can't do that now. No, it's too need, late. You, you now. need new tires. You need new tires now. But So does that fall but, under my warranty? Well, probably. <clears throat> probably. I, I, you have to check your warranty. I have a 36,000 mile warranty. Well, okay. You're dealing with two different warranties. You have a warranty for your car. Okay. And then you also have a warranty for those tires. Even though you know, the tires so. came with the car? It's separate? 
believe yeah, so. I believe yeah. Because so. the yes, the the tires are guaranteed for so long. Whether you know yeah. you paid for them or the manufacturer paid for them or okay. whatever, they're guaranteed for so many miles for you know or whatever. So if you you but you have to find out what. The tire type, warranty. What, what type of tires okay. you are and how many miles that they're guaranteed for. Because that might only be 12,000 so, miles. Yeah. Okay, I will so, find that So, yeah, and then after that, then you go from there. Yeah. But, okay. Costco's really good with tires. But um, if okay. you have a, do you have a bumper-to-bumper? Bumper? If you have a bumper-to-bumper, bumper, it's covered under that, you know, which would probably be the easier one to to have uh, take care of it. Uh-oh, I don't know what it's called. You don't know what it's called? It's a warranty. You said, cause, you, uh, like how many years? You said it's a new car. Brand new. new. I car. bought a brand new. It had twenty and miles on it. And how many? Uh, uh, and how, it was how it like long five ago? Year warranty. I think like thirty six, three year, thirty six thousand miles. 30, one of those and, kind and you of have, things. You have. I've had it a year and a half, and it's okay. 13, then you should. Yeah. Miles. Then you yeah. should be able to. Yeah, you should be able to take it. I've in. just never burned out any tires that fast yeah. ever in my life. That does sound awfully fast. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. them in. Okay. Well, thanks for the warranty talk. Sorry to digress. If you had a whole bunch of miles on it, then it would make sense. Right. Twelve. That's not. A lot of miles right. in a year and a half. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. All right. So let's get into these topics. News and noteworthy. The shiznit. So the new and improved Roots miniseries just aired. Mm-hmm. Who's seen it? Oh. I did, of course. <laughs> I need to. And I'm the only one, of course. Oh. <laughs> you didn't see it, Wheezy. You know, Wheezy ain't what, seen it. Well, you gotta oh, understand. I, I don't. I don't have cable. Yeah, and uh, I I did I I, I did uh, like go on the AMC I mean the History Channel website yeah and uh, I was I if if it could if if could, if I could have seen it on the computer I would have yeah I, I did look for it uh, and uh, my I have my intention was to go over to my mother's house and watch it because she she mm-hmm. recorded it but uh, I just haven't had the yeah. the chance because I you know I I just don't have uh, cable so but it, I, I'm gonna have to get with it on demand History Channel right. It's well. It's, it's, it was on channel. like four different channels. It was on History Channel. Wow. It was on Lifetime. It was okay. on A and E. Okay. You know, so right. it's on. So how a was lot it, Dino? Dino? It was great. Really? It was great. How about in compared to the first one? It was it was awesome in compared wow. to the first one. There was so much better. The quality I, I, I of the production, it. the acting. You just look at the trailer. It was it was great. Oh it was, my gosh! It was I gotta great. Go see it. Um, yeah, you can just look at the trailer and see that it's better than the original. I mean, yeah. Because thing about thing about uh, uh, TV movies back in the seventies, the actors just weren't very good. No, <laughs> and they used all the TV dads from the original <laughs> yeah. on the original <laughs> from the Waltons <laughs> and <laughs> Andy Griffith, everybody. Uh, there was a yeah, Lou Grant was there. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> James and yep from from Good Times, good times. yep, <laughs> and the Brady Bunch guy, yep. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, Robert he was Reed. the main slave Reed, master yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, sure was. Was. Kunta Kente's master. Yeah. Were there rec- a lot of recognizables like that on this one, or no, just good actors? There were not. There were not a, okay. rec- a lot of recognizables, but good, really, really good. good actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kunta, was, oh, there's a couple people that I, I hope are going to be breakout stars after nice. this. I'm hoping Kunta Kente, the guy, well, the guy who played Kunta Kente, yeah. I don't know what his name is, and the guy who played Chicken George. Yes. Um, yeah, he just I liked him so much better for the role than um who was it? Was a not Lou Gossett. Um Lou the, Gossett was Fiddler. Right. Um who played Lou I can't I can't remember. Who played who? The original Chick, Kick and Chick, George? Chick and George. Chick and George. Oh, that was uh <laughs> Uh, uh, oh God, uh, Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah like, you're right. Yeah. I liked him mm-hmm. a lot better for the for the part. Um 
And he was uh, T.I. killed it. No. Yes. No. Yeah, T.I. Yes, was T.I. was so good. Yes. That I forgot he, he was, was T.I. Like, yes. Which is like the ultimate. Who who was he? Who was T.I.? Who did he play? T.I. would just play. He didn't play somebody that was from the other one. Okay. Like there was a lot of stuff that was different in okay, this Okay, he was one. a okay. new character. He was a new character. Oh, okay. And he, was, he, he played a soldier um, that was uh, in the uh, Civil War with, okay. uh, with Chicken George. Oh, okay. And... Yeah, he was he was so good that, and that's the best thing you can say about somebody who has a reputation and yeah. has a name mm-hmm. that you know is not known for acting mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and they come in and you forget they're that person. That's like I, I saw him, I'm like, oh, Ti, I didn't know Ti was in this, and then that was the last time, wow. the last time I thought about him being Ti mm-hmm. until like I th- I forgot okay, he was so good, and I forgot so much that he was Ti that when so after I saw it. Somebody said T.I. was good in it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was... Wow. Like, I'd forgotten. <laughs> like, even though I, you know, saw it and saw him and said, yeah, that's T.I. Yeah, I got some hidden talent. Th- that's how... Yeah, he was really good. Well, he, okay. was in, he was in that... Uh, he was in that movie uh, uh, about the heroin. He's been trans- in. He's been. Se- he's been in uh, the several one movies. With, um, Justin in- Timberlake. No, it no. was uh, Russell Crowe. Okay. And... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was the one where the, the heroin's being smuggled out of Vietnam in caskets. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. Yeah, you're talking about the, uh, yeah, um, the, the, the Kingpin dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was also in uh, Get Hard recently. Uh, Frank White, right? Frank yeah, White? Yeah, yeah, Frank, Frank White, yeah. yeah. He was also in Get Hard, and uh, yeah, you could see how, he, how he's grown since, nice. since those days. Nice. Like, you know. He he was really good, yeah. really good. Yeah, one of the, yeah one of the things that <clears throat> I could just see from the trailer <laughs> is it seems uh, it was funny watching Roots the the original series uh, a couple of years ago. I, I watched a, a few minutes mm-hmm, of it. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, you can tell they're on sound stages that <laughs> yeah. the jungle yeah. isn't real yeah, and right. they're on back lots and it, it just it just looked real. I mean, for its time, it was good, but it, were, it but aged now, poorly. Yeah. Uh, you could just, just the 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 technique of, of movie making on television has gotten so much better mm-hmm. in the past forty years mm-hmm. that uh, it just doesn't stand up. And, and you know, there were some good performances. It just the strength of the entire cast wasn't nearly as strong as this one appears to be. Right, this one yeah. from top to bottom. Yeah. And did they cover everything was, from just kind of like off the slave ship or being caught in Africa all the way through what? It, How far did it go in the six episodes? It was. Like, it was only four. Four, okay. It was four episodes, and it covered uh, Kunta being captured, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up until uh, Chicken George in the Civil War. Okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, them yeah. them be- being emancipated. Yeah, okay. And, so uh, basically it was Roots Roots 1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Not the new generation. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. The next generation. Yeah, next generation. Roots the next yeah. generation. No, it was just, yeah, just the original Roots. Okay. And... Uh, so yeah, I got something um, to watch this week. It was uh, it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, oh, you know, pissed off about it and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And you know, well, like some people, like Uncle and some other people were saying, I get that. Like, okay, um, like Uncle said, I-, I saw the original, I read the book, I'm cool on it. I don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Mm-hmm. But you know, to those people who are like angry that it's being made and 
Right. You know, I'm so tired of this. Slave first of all, movies. first what? of all, first of all, how many fucking slave movies are there? There's not that and many. And how many Holocaust movies have there been? Do you hear the Jewish people yelling, "I'm sick of the Holocaust movies"? So, and, and the, Too the, many. The thing is, is like on the one hand, they're like, you know, we need more black voices, more black jobs, mm-hmm. and more black, you know, representation and all that. And then you get it. But it's not the type that you want, mm-hmm. and then you wonder why people feel like black people can't never be you, n- are satisfied. never satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay, if this particular story is one that you don't want to see again, you know, because you feel like it's been because you're older. First of all, remember you're fucking forty plus years exactly. old. Exactly. Okay, there are a whole it's lot of people, a lot of, right, a lot younger than you yep. that has never seen, seen this, this, that would never watch that exactly. first one that was because put out because it's old because it's old and it looks old mm-hmm. and it does not translate yeah. and it's 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 basically you know offense but by today's standards it's very crappy yeah you know mm-hmm. um so yeah remember that and uh you know and and take a chill pill and just you know be like okay I'm cool on it but I understand why they're doing it and it's mm-hmm. cool that they're doing it because this story still needs to be told it's That's an important right. story and there's there are much, there's a lot more people that have been born you know since my old ass you know, was little and saw it. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think, you know? the, and I think the other thing that people who, uh, you know, the Snoop Dogs of the world are missing out is that the the uh, much much in the same way the Wire isn't about cops and robbers; it's about the city, mm-hmm. right? Roots is not about slavery, right? Roots is about a family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who went through slavery. Who happened to be slaves, yeah, right? Uh, you know, and and and, and how they triumphed. Mm-hmm. Over over these incredible obstacles, mm-hmm. is that it's actually it's actually a story of triumph. You know, people are like I don't want to see see slave slavery. And I'm, no, these are people who overcame slavery mm-hmm. and who who uh, who basically be you know. Uh, as I remember, when even the the first one was out, people say it's an American story. It's about yeah. it's about triumph mm-hmm. over the harshest of conditions. It's a history it's, story. Yeah, it's, it's our it's, history. Just because yeah. you don't read it in the history book. Well, it, it's it's American history. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in, in you know, I remember at the time, you know, in the first one, people were like, you know, it it became a national phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. wasn't just black people. No. It was right. it was white people. It was, you know, and, and it, it's not about, you know, being angry at this group or being angry about that event in our history. Listen, it happened. Right. Mm-hmm. It's right. not gonna change. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and this is but this is this is you know, uh this is and you know the, even even the, the 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 story. I mean, it, it it's not an original story, right? <laughs> but you know, it it, uh, it is a great yeah. it's great drama. It just kills me that the same fucking people who are who are one minute riding for you know oh you know awareness and black people are forgetting matter. and you're trying to yes yeah, Black mm-hmm. Lives Matter and you're trying to you know silence and you're trying All to forget and you're yeah. trying to whitewash and this and that right. and then those are the very ones that's bitching about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, so you know, Lance and I were talking to like, yeah, we, you know, we watched it with the kids or his kids and my, my, you know, my daughter, and it's it's hard for we also um, had her watching Underground with us, you mm-hmm. know, because she, it's important. She needs to yeah, know, yeah. and and uh, um, as uh, um, Kenda mentioned about the textbooks and whatever else, mm-hmm. just so happens it was just a story we at right now, McGraw Hill mm-hmm. World Geography textbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, their latest book that's uh, circulating in Texas, that this was approved by the Board of Education in Texas, by the way, says Ooh. during the 15 to 1800s, millions of immigrant workers from Africa migrated to the southern United States to work on agricultural Pause. plantations. Migra- Did you say migrated? Yes. Pause. Yes. Did you say migrated? Yes. Like by choice migrated. 
This Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> I remember this story from last year. Or uh, last year or the year before. A similar thing? Well, no, it was the same thing. It was uh, it was in Texas, and I thought they had taken care of this. Um, what? But, uh, yeah, uh, it should be forced. Immigrant murder. workers. <laughs> Immigrant workers? Yeah, and then you guys want to be pissed off that they're retelling the story, mm-hmm. and when this is what the kids are, will exactly. you know could be reading. Exactly. Right? Yeah, because there was a, a mother who saw this, and I think she reported it to uh, mm. McGraw-Hill. And they did the uh, uh, apology thing, and um, a new insert, and, and said, "Yeah, basically said that on the on the next next release, we'll correct uh, that." Um, mm, that's all right. Okay, well, it might be an old story. Yeah, I didn't, no, no, I, didn't no, I, I didn't check the date, but yeah, uh, no, but I mean, right. but in relation but in relationship to Roots, I mean, that is that is why you have is. that is why you have uh, you know. <laughs> God, that's a, I, I don't. I don't know how that got passed anyone. <laughs> but uh, in in relation, well, the, yeah, the, the, it didn't. It didn't get passed because mm-hmm. they have to read this stuff and approve it. Yeah, and it was yeah. approved. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I. That's so, what I mean. I, mean I, I don't understand how it got approved. Right. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, God, and only one woman caught it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's the other sad thing. Mm-hmm. Which uh, you know, uh, and that's once it was already a textbook, and her mm-hmm. son brought it home. Actually, yeah. her son uh, showed it to her, pointed uh-huh. it out to her, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when she uh, made the video and posted it online. Yeah, and it yeah. became a big thing. Yeah. So uh, wow, but I didn't hear about that then, you know, yeah. last year. So um, migrated. That's a new one. So that's yeah. kind of how my mom does. Um, <clears throat> if she likes something, she'll say. Maybe we should just discover that nice house or that <laughs> liberate kinda, it. Kind of like how Columbus discovered America, America right, you know. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should liberate them right. from their uh, <laughs> from their circumstances. From their yeah, from their uh, finances. Let's go and liberate them from that. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, history and its choice of words. Mm. Very interesting there. Revisionist history and mm-hmm. its choice of words. Revisionist history. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Michael Jace. Ooh, this is some soap opera, Dino. Soap <laughs> opera. Michael J. We've been following Ooh. this story since it broke mm. about a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, convicted of, of uh, jury came back Tuesday. He's convicted of second degree murder. Wow. And for those of you who don't know, Michael Jace is an actor. Uh, he was on um, The Shield. He yes, played. He was my. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's my coworker. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I did an episode of The Shield with him. Okay, okay. Yeah, so um, he played Julian, the uh, sensitive cop. (laughs) 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 And uh, he's convicted for second-degree murder. He he actually uh, killed his wife in front of their two sons, or partially in front of their Mm -hmm. two sons. He shot her in the back once and a couple times in the legs. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's actually even talking shit about, Mm -hmm. you know... Because uh, she was like the jog. That was her mm-hmm. thing. She's an avid runner. She's, She's a in runner. a running club. He said, since you like to run, run your ass to heaven. And then shot her in the legs. Yeah. I think he should have got, he got 40 years to life. But I think he should get another 10 just because that was like the worst. The <laughs> worst. The that was the worst shit talking death sh- uh, I've ever heard. Like, 
He can come up with anything, but you like run, you like running, so run your ass to heaven. Like really, that's that's the best you can come up with. Well, if, that's kind of whack. If he said it like Arnold Schwarzenegger, though, I, I think that run your ass to heaven. Too that, early, y'all. Too early. I don't no. care how long it's been. That woman's dead. <laughs> that ain't right. I just I said you he should got extra time for it. Damn, he should have. Well, wait, right. just a minute ago, you're like, ooh, this is some soap opera. It is because no, just how right? like like no, this is like a soap opera. I mean, like the, like did you see how it ran down? He calls. Or like, yeah, because apparently she wanted to leave and was asking for a divorce. And oh yeah, I moved out. I moved out of the house. You can right. go back to the house now. She shows. She goes back to the house. He's there waiting with a gun. Shoots. Her. I mean, like that's drama. Oh yeah, that's yeah. some crazy. And in front of the kids, and then gonna call the police. What? Like yeah, I shot her, but she lunged at now, me. Were they in the room or were they in a different room? Like, they were like in they a were. different room, but in the house. And I think one of the boys, uh, like walked in and, and saw some of it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, because the. He um, he definitely they definitely could hear what was going on because uh, they re- he, the the one of the boys repeated uh, that 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 whack line mm-hmm, to the cops. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. He was, he, and he, he knew they were there at the house when that. he was. That was, you know? He was embarrassed by yeah, that. Yeah, he was embarrassed by that. He was ashamed. <laughs> yes. Oh, you know, my mom's dead, but oh, damn, you should have heard the line. This is brutal. What a waste of a career, a waste of a life. It's just well, sad. These well, two kids without two parents. I mm, mean, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part of his problem was he hadn't worked in a while and they were having Oh, really? Money. Yeah, Financial having problems? Money issues, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like there were some control issues in there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, on top yeah, of that. Yeah. And maybe he was feeling um, yeah. if there was cheating going on that she was leaving him because he didn't have the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's another thing. He was uh, he he accused her of cheating, but they say at the trial there was no evidence presented wow. to support that. Mm, mm, mm. So, yeah. and even yeah. if there were, <laughs> it still doesn't excuse. It, it. sure does. But I understand. <laughs> I'm not Dang. saying he should have killed her, but I understand. Dang, <laughs> that's brutal. That's what Chris Rock would say anyway. Ultimate <laughs> ultimate control. In other news. <laughs> Speaking of black murderers, <laughs> oh, our favorite black murderer, Ooh. our favorite black murderer, O.J. Simpson. I will add that he was not convicted. <laughs> he, he was not convicted, but he, he did it. He was found not guilty. He was Even found. He was found guilty in a civil court. There's a much lower. But in I'm the, playing in, devil's advocate. In the court of Dino Red, he was oh, found oh, guilty okay. as fuck. Right, okay. Okay. Just as long as okay. you clarify. So, right. yeah. So, in other words, like, so like I said, my, uh, my favorite black murderer, O.J. Simpson, May confess upon his release in 2017. Says, uh, says who? Says a good friend of his, who's a, 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 an ex uh, police officer uh, named Ron Ship. Um, he he claims that uh, that OJ is being torn up on the inside, living with this. He's been torn up sitting in, the and prison. that since you know there's double jeopardy, he's done some jail time. He doesn't have anything to lose, yeah. so he's basically speculating that once he gets out he's going to clear his conscience he's going to confess and ask for forgiveness i don't believe it for a half not one second i think he might i think he I might th- and i hope he does uh, i hope he does i, I hope don't he think does. it's gonna happen well he did he didn't have that book that said if, if i if did, I did it, it then this is how it happened yeah, yeah. right but I just don't see he's a narcissist too. I don't see mm-hmm. someone coming out and sure. I think he is having problems in prison, but it's mostly around that knee. He can't get the surgery, he's gaining weight because he can't move around and be, you know, like that yeah, and he's yeah, depressed. He's so I think all that stuff is going on. But I think when he gets out, mm mm. Because somebody'll be after his life. Easy. 
Who? An angry who's white gonna, person. Who's going to be after his life? Some angry white person who's like, I knew you did it. They probably, they, well, they, they, they would, they already, yeah, they already, yeah, they, that wouldn't change. I mean, yeah. if, if somebody wants to kill OJ because of that, they would already done They it. would already do it. Or if they would get a chance, they would do. I mean, him I confessing is not going to because change he's that. going to. Even though he comes out at seventy, he is going to be. He won't even be able to. You know, he can walk the streets being jeered at right now. But I think it's going to be like a what's that Casey Anthony girl who mm-hmm. who allegedly killed, killed her it. child, mm-hmm. and then you know have to go into hiding and not be able to be in normal. It's a different world with the digital age and mm-hmm. people stalking and the death threats mm-hmm. and all that. To he me. already he already has that. That's true. He already has that. That's true. So, but I still say uh, that, y'all. <laughs> he don't have even though. he don't have anything to lose by doing it. I don't know if he will. I hope he does, and we'll find out. I hope he confesses on a very special episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. You know, <laughs> if if Chris Jenner has any any control over that, that's I, how it's going to go down. I hope o, I hope OJ um, decides to start dating uh, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't that be incest because the 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 word in the tabloids that is that Chloe is his daughter. That would that he's not dating Chloe. And that Chris, but Chris was his. Well, wouldn't that just be no? That would not be. That would not be incest. Yeah, (laughs) that'd be adultery. (laughs) Jenner was Jenner was uh, Chloe's stepfather at best. So there's there's no blood. So the stepfather getting with the real father. Well, the stepmother. Just the step, ooh. oh, the real mother. Stepmother. Well, if he's not going back, because some of the word is that right. he's rethinking it. But if so he does, but if he doesn't yeah, go it's back, very confusing. Yeah. Okay, great. But <laughs> <laughs> Kaylin, Kaylin likes women, though. So no, then, she doesn't. The word yeah. is she was kind of the reality TV people wanted her to say that to kind of put that out there. Mm, I don't know. That's I mean, all well, I, I thought she meant men. I'm sorry. She <laughs> likes women. Yeah, yeah she likes women. He, she likes women. She yeah. likes women. Like yeah. what she originally liked. Yeah, she likes women. I take that back. Sorry about that. <laughs> you see how confusing it is get your mind all doubled up <laughs> yes yes Caitlyn is a lesbian well sort of yeah in a and, way. She, and she acts very Maybe well on stage <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yeah so that's I don't know I, I look forward to it I hope it I hope it pans out and I don't know we'll see Hello everyone, this is Jason from the 3 Is Comedy Podcast featuring myself and fellow podcast comedians Bob and Mindy. Our podcast is a variety comedy show featuring a wide range of segment topics aimed at turning everyday life into laughter. You can check us out on iTunes or Stitcher or you can visit our website 3iscomedy.podbean.com. Out your pen and paper, guys and gals. It's time for a quiz. Do you think that black chicks are awesome? Do you actually focus on Netflix during Netflix and chill? Do you block jerks who spoil movies during their opening weekend? Are you a jerk who spoils movies during their opening weekend? Then you might like my podcast called Black Chick Watching. I break down how media treats black women and girls. Check it out. BlackChickWatching.com. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. Social media is a motherfucker. 
y'all need to go check us out on Twitter. Hold up, man. Oh. Be- before they go anywhere, they need to listen to the show first, man. Right. It's the No Nonsense Show. 10% less bullshit than any other podcast, guaranteed. And if you want facts, politically correct opinions, all that shit, fuck that. <laughs> we don't cater to your kind of side. This show is about the real conversations people have when the sensitivity police are nowhere to be found. We sure don't, goddamn man. We funny than a motherfucker. I mean, checking out this nigga right here, Jamie Matt, goddamn, be honest, and the nigga myself, J to the motherfucking smooth, the nigga the show, the No Nonsense Show. Man, why you always gotta refer to yourself a third person? Look, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are found, or you can go to nonsenseshow.com. Can I say social media is a motherfucker now? In other news, dogs. Dogs are so nice, we humans domesticated them twice all right i want to hear this well, how what do you mean yeah how what do you mean it took me a minute to get that too yeah, like what is that i don't get that right <laughs> well okay let, let me let me uh let me play the clip for you and then uh we'll see if that that if they can explain it better than what I was can. the clip on dino was it like a history channel or something or the animal plan yes okay all right. history channel okay. dogs were very clearly the very first domestic animal and they're the only animal that precedes the advent of settled agriculture but once you have dogs the concept of domestication is something that is now within your brain agriculture and settling down and now existing and becoming dependent on a range of plants and animals becomes something that is now much more feasible most animals were domesticated just on a single occasion from a single wild population. And what we have now is what we believe to be the first evidence, both genetically and archaeologically, that dogs were in fact domesticated uh, two times. Uh, our collaborators found um, a small petrous bond, which is a, he- a bond in your hair that's very strong. And so the robustness of that allows it to preserve DNA better. When we compared that genome against Uh, modern dogs, what we saw was there was a really deep split between dogs in East Asia and dogs in Western Eurasia. Mm. So there were dogs in Europe before the common ancestor of all dogs in Europe, but also the old dogs in the world. So if you compare a dog from Asia and a dog from Europe, their common ancestor was around as much as 14,000 years ago. But we had dogs much before that, at least a 1,000 years before that, in both Asia and Europe. Then when we looked at the archaeological record, we found that there were very old dogs in the east, very old dogs in the west, but in the middle, it takes about four or 5,000 years after we first see them on either side of the old world for them to appear in the middle. So archaeologically, it was suggesting two origins, and then genomically, what it seems is happening is that Dogs are being domesticated on both sides of the old world, and then the population in the east makes its way over to the west, and there mostly replaces the dogs in the west. People um, a long time ago, more than 10,000 years ago, in the east and the west of Europe, have both came up to the same conclusion that dogs could be domesticated. And that seems to then suggest that maybe there was other environmental or ecological or cultural changes that, or in the way in which wolves and humans were uh, interacting across a huge space, that maybe then dog domestication starts to become a little bit more inevitable given those circumstances. This process can take thousands of generations um, and then at some point uh, humans may realize that, well, we have this relatively friendly animal that lives next to us what if we start breeding it? And what if we start bringing it in our settlement and choose who is going to breed with? The speed with which and the ease with which we can now generate ancient genomes is staggering. We just go, oh, well, I, don't have, I don't want to wonder. I don't want to suppose. I don't want to speculate about what happened. I just want to watch the movie. So we get the genomic data, we get the shape data, and we can actually see what happened over the last 15,000 years. And that takes all the guesswork out of it. We can just say, oh, look what we've got. And now we're just telling a story of what happened, <laughs> which is great. So was that clear? Yeah. Did you guys get that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically. I wonder if that's why the Asian, like the dogs from over there, you know, the Shih Tzus and all those little are so much smaller. They have kind of the round, squishy heads. I don't know about all dogs from over there, but they look significantly different from kind of the wolf dogs we're Mm. used to. I wonder if that has anything to do with it being 14,000 years apart or something like that or 4,000, whatever they say. So, yeah. So that was, uh, you know, very interesting, I thought. And, you know, some some, uh, people were... speculating that it might suggest that it was destined for mm-hmm. dogs and humans to get yeah. together mm-hmm. you know that they yeah. that they all nearly simultaneously were being domesticated mm-hmm. in two different parts of the world mm-hmm. um it's very interesting very it interesting and it you know there there is no bond with any other animal like the human and dog, the dog yeah. you know it's just nothing like it mm. so yeah i thought that and and in other science, we have uh, King Tut was truly out of this world, where at least the dagger that he was buried with. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, like, for real? For real? Yeah. For real, for real? Yeah. All right, take a listen. Okay. <laughs> well, this story definitely has some people thinking, what exactly did the Egyptians know? What kind of technology did they possess? And I think if you look at the record... It shows that they knew a whole lot. And, of course, the Smithsonian and many other people, anyone that digs up any mummy, any artifact, they're going to wisp it away to where you're never going to see it again. And they're only going to tell you what they want you to hear. Now, right out the gate, they argued that the metal used for this blade could have very well been made of meteor or meteorite, the iron that's mixed within it. Now, of course, this did not go along with what the mainstream would want all the sheep to think out there. They wouldn't want them to know any of this stuff. Get their wheels turning too much. But what this does show is that they were very much aware that this meteorite had been hitting the earth and that they could use it. Now, back in this time frame, you were going to be hard-pressed to find many objects that were made out of these types of materials. They state that the Egyptians labeled them hard to work with and only used them in ceremonial tools or in a ceremony type of event. And they're saying that the one that you see here was by Tut's right leg. It had the golden sheath over top, but it is a mixture of the iron and meteorite. Now this has other people thinking... Well, they must have known a lot more than what they're saying. Well, that's pretty obvious at this point to me. But other people are going to say that they had a lot more technology and there was a lot more to this than just coming across a chunk of meteorite and then making one knife out of it. But regardless, it did come from space. And if you go back and you look at the terminology on this, the mineral is described as iron of the sky. But that's where it sits. Wanted to update on that. They are coming out and saying that it is made of meteorite. We just have to sit back and wait and see what else is discovered. But remember, this was found in 1925. And it's taken them all this time to come out and put a confirmation stamp on it that this is what it is. So just imagine how many other things out there they're covering up 
They're keeping us in the dark on until they feel the time is right. Regardless, pretty interesting story here. I'll leave a link with more details. Until next time, this has been Dabu 7. So, yeah, he presents it kind of like it's a conspiracy theory or, you know. But what's going on is that King Tut was buried with two daggers. One was gold, one was iron. And they found that problematic because the Egyptians during this time period hadn't started working with iron yet. Mm -hmm. Iron smithing hadn't, or iron smelting Mm -hmm. had not... uh, had uh, not been discovered yet. We hadn't mm-hmm. reached the Iron Age. Right. So it was like, how did this happen? And way back then, in the 20s, the late 20s, mm-hmm. it was theorized that it, this this dagger was made from meteorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, people didn't believe it. You know, they balked at it. They thought it mm-hmm. was like, uh, you know, superstition or some you know, mess. Oh, you're trying to, you know, say it's from outer space and all, whatever, whatever. And so we, as a result, we never really heard of it because it was, it was, considered a wild theory at best Mm -hmm. but now they have scientific proof right um i cannot remember the uh the name of the technology that they use but they they use this technology to analyze the iron Mm -hmm. and they have a database of all the all the meteorites that's been found on earth right they keep uh they analyze the meteorites and what what comprises them and, and the percents and all that, and there's a, a database. So once they analyzed this iron dagger mm-hmm. and put it into the database, they got a match from a meter that they found in 2000 from Egypt, right? And uh, it matches, it has the same breakdown. The wow. meteor has the same, the, or the knife has the same breakdown of minerals as the meteorite. So and they're saying that that is where the and and then on top of all that the hieroglyphs call it iron from the sky. Right. 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 So even the Egyptians knew that it was a meteorite and didn't just think that this they didn't just happen sure. upon the, sure. the the meteor. Right. They saw it fall from yeah. the sky, yeah. <laughs> which is why they call it iron from the sky. That's <laughs> amazing. Though. So that's pretty pretty deep I thought. I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And just like I just love all the the technology and the things that are developing with science. Just like the the last the the last uh, guy with the dogs was talking about how with the the they through science and the and stuttering of the DNA they discovered that dogs are being domest- were domesticated in two different locations exactly. at exactly. the same. And then with you know with with the uh, technology. They find the exact components of this iron that's, you know, it's just, just, just amazing. Uh, more on King Tut. Uh, we also have a... It's a King Tut, wait. <laughs> also have uh, kind of a... King Tut's dead? A pro- <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, we have a, a coroner's report uh, on, his, on his death. Well, it's about time. What, what he... <laughs> Well, you know, they've been backed up at the labs, yeah, and okay. they don't show preferential treatment right. for celebrities. Because, you know, King Tut is a celebrity. He's yeah. the most famous pharaoh ever. <laughs> excuses, excuses. And they did not excuses. want to show him preferential treatment. Right. So, But they have finally <laughs> gotten around, and the family gotten around to it. And the family was blocking the release know. of it because they really didn't want the details to come out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, did he die from AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet you the Egyptians knew what that was back then. <laughs> and they was like, oh, they call us, they calling this thing A. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's from space, it's right. from a meteor or something. <laughs> <laughs> We've been done discovered that. The space age. <laughs> 50,000 years ago. <laughs> Y'all say King Tut was having sex with meteorites. See how them folk come and just take credit for all of our discoveries? <laughs> but uh, here, here's uh, some, uh, a little insight on how, a uh, likely scenario on how King Tut died. Okay. This is a picture of the death mask of King Tutankhamun, ancient Egypt's most famous pharaoh. King Tut likely died of gangrene. And that's a painful way to go. Gangrene is one of the most mm. awful smells. Oh. The reason gangrene smells bad mm. is essentially you're rotting while you're still alive. Gangrene mm. is excruciatingly painful. Mm. Anybody who's ever had an infected pinky knows just how painful a skin infection can mm. be. You don't develop gangrene overnight. King Tut likely died of a wound that he sustained probably falling off a horse or a chariot. His leg fractures, actually snaps, and part of the bone pierces through the skin. Very likely the wound was dirty. They didn't know anything about keeping wounds clean mm -hmm. in those days. Over a period of two or three days, that wound is going to get infected. And then over the next few days, it's going to begin to develop gangrene. Mm. If he is conscious, he's going to look down and he's going to be horrified. There very well may be maggots infesting okay. the wound. The leg <laughs> would have probably tripled in size. The skin begins to crack. Maggots don't the like that word. And the gas build up inside the infected limb. There's decompositional fluids oozing out. There's blood leaking. There's pus running Ooh. out of the wound. For quite some time, you're laying there fully aware Getting of what's horny. happening to you. Okay. <laughs> there were no antibiotics at that time, so you know you're facing certain death. And on top of it, it's, it's terribly tender. Mm. It's very, mm. very, very painful. Mm -hmm. It can take quite some time to die of gangrene. Mm. Uh, it can take a couple of weeks. That's a really long time to know that you're, you're going to die and that you're slowly decomposing while you're still alive. That's something that can cause septic shock, by the way, Dino. Mm -hmm. So that's one theory, and that's, I believe, the latest theory. There's also another theory that he died of malaria, hmm. and also that they they did a 3D rendering of his of what he would of uh, what he might have looked like, and it uh, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty. Uh, they they hypothesized that because of the inbreeding. Mm -hmm. um, oh. They think he had a club foot. What? Mm-hmm. They gave him. He had. He got wide hips. Ooh, he got <laughs> childbearing hips, y'all. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. he did. Yep, yep. And he had buck teeth. What? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, he was not cute. Oh, he was a booger wolf. He was just getting all the ladies because he had. I mean, if you he had the crown, they, they were attracted to the uh, money. Yeah, it was the money. Women love power. Things don't change. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, so if you believe, uh, you know, that 3D rendering of him, uh, that's Ooh. that's nothing like uh, he the was looking like Beetlejuice had. up in there. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like he was transitioning. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> it's interesting the part, Dino, when he's talking about the arm would have been completely swollen and pus filled. The leg. Uh-huh. Or the leg. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting because you do see animals when they're dying and decomposing, they get that gas in them mm-hmm. and they blow. Mm-hmm. So blow. that's that was yeah. fascinating to hear that, even though really disgusting. But, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, it rem- and, and it's actually the part of Game of Thrones I'm on. A guy loses his hand and it looks like it's gangrening just like they describe yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the ways they, they treat gangrene is they, they have maggots eat the, the really decayed, the decayed skin that's uh yeah yeah okay we, we say the m word on this show that's right i'm sorry I, I, I they don't they don't like that it's word. not politically correct yeah, to yeah, say right. to say that yeah, you got to say like the, the m word i made my stomach again? turn mm, mm, don't like it that makes sense though but okay since you've been bragging about game of thrones and all that stuff i got i got a few little questions oh, for no, you don't question me why mm-hmm. yeah yeah, why yeah. Is he well, well, it should be fresh you, yeah why? it's very yeah no. it should be fresh because exactly. i took the whole week off until today <laughs> so i'm a week what okay go ahead what i'm not gonna get real hard but oh, i just want to there's some go. basic stuff the people north of the wall mm-hmm. are called the wildlings okay what do they call themselves that's what the people south of the wall call them. What do the people north of the wall know. call themselves? I don't know. I probably don't know when you hear it, but I definitely didn't catch that. The free folk. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she did say that. Wildlings is actually a derogatory. Yes, it is. It's it not is. politically Because that's why that one girl always gives a side eye. The one who's with the king. When anytime you say wildlings, <laughs> she gets side eye. Like, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, oh, this is hard. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Ooh, the pressure's on. Breathe, Kenda. Breathe. Okay. I don't like not passing what? tests. I like to be ready for them. What is what is the capital of Westeros? Oh God, I don't know. Is it? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just what? <laughs> I can't help you. <laughs> King's Landing. There you go. Oh, you I got, got it right. <laughs> right. Okay. I was like, it's gonna have to either be King's Landing or Winterfell because this is the ones that they're mainly on, but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what the people who who work at the wall are called? What? Um, the, the not the Watchers of the Wall. The something. The the Humpty Dumpties. No, they're like the the something. And why is it? it this is just escaping my mind because I know this. They're like the. The something. Shoot. I don't know. The Watchers, the something. They're like the Michael Jackson. Yeah, I'm missing the, the name, but I'll know. Yeah. What does it start with? I'll, I'll accept. There's a couple of different names. But no, the, the main official one. name, and then there's a nickname. What's or, the nickname start with? Or the official name start with? It starts with Knight. The Knights of. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it. It's so bad. The Knights Watch. The Knights Watch. Well, I was close. The Watchers of the Wall. Y'all and, know I was close. And they're called what? Huh? What What are they called? What is the Knights Watch called? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are they called? They're the Night's Watch. But I mean, what is an, what do they call themselves? It's an animal. Oh, because they always say the ravens killed you and the crows and all those, right? So would they call themselves Which ones what? Are they? They're not a crow because they keep calling Jon Snow a crow. 
they are crows. They are? But why do they keep calling Jon Snow a crow? Or are they saying you're not a crow? They're saying, because he, he is a crow. He's of the Night's Watch. But, oh, yeah. You're, oh, you know what? You know what I'm thinking of? The um the wildlings keep calling Jon Snow a crow. That's right. what it is. Uh, okay, so it's a crow. That's, that's okay, just, yeah. <laughs> they keep calling yeah. That's just yeah. racist. Right. Because <laughs> you killed all the crows. I heard him say that. <laughs> who is Who is the king north of the wall? I mean, right now, there's like three different ones. They've just murdered, they just murdered um, Stark, Rob Stark. No, no, and, oh, no, north no, of the wall. North past of the, the wall. wall. Not north. Not the North King. North of the wall. North of the wall. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Mance oh. Raider. No, I don't know that one. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It, it, how, how many kingdoms comprise Westeros? Oh, God. Let's say six. Seven. I was close. <laughs> I was close. I was like, please don't make me name a mother, please. Because I was about to uh, look for a, um, what do you call it, like a family tree to kind of break down. I know that it's out there to break down the different families and their connections and this mm-hmm. and all that. I know it's out there. And, and the names are what? Happy, sleazy, sneaky, you know sneaky, bashful, dark, it's, grumpy. It's the seven kingdoms, not seven starky, dwarfs. It, oh. It's Starky, Frey. Uh. But, the, but there is a dwarf, right? <laughs> there's a dwarf. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, a know, dwarf. The person see, see I don't understand confused. is the new guy, Ramsey, who's torturing um, the um, uh, John of the Iron Ironborn. What's his name? Um the one who was raised by the starks but was not really a son the redhead who went on and he's the Theon son of Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy. um i don't understand ramsey's he's somebody but he's just being introduced i really don't understand why he's torturing him and and when he he why he tore him down to escape and did, was he just playing games with his mind or was he did he hear him admitting that he killed or killed those two kids so he took him back to torture him that's what i don't get Okay, first of all, do you know Ramsey's last name? Bold, Bolts, Bolton, Bold, something would it be? Mm, no, not originally. His name is Ramsey Snow. Really? Yes. That hasn't been revealed yet. Yes, it has. No. Yes. Because, no. Yes. Really? Yes. He's Jon Snow's brother? No. Oh, okay, different Snows. Like different Snows? Jon Snow and Ramsey Snow... Both of their last names are Snow because they're both because bastards. That's okay. All that's bastards are Snow. Are Snow. Okay, got so it. This is the kind of stuff I was talking yeah, about. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not doing good. Oh. <laughs> what, about, what about. Bye. What about, what about Chrissy Snow? From uh, Three's Company. Is she involved in this at all? So, anyway. Shut up. <laughs> So, yeah, Ramsey Snow is Ruth Bolton's bastard son. Bolton was the name of Ramsey. No, that becomes his name. Right, but that's I'm just saying. That's not his original name. But they his... haven't, I haven't gotten to that part yet because What do you this, mean you haven't? That's the, no, that's he's in the introduced. He's introduced as Ramsey Snow. And then he becomes legitimized later on. Oh, okay. And I, which I don't think you've gotten to. So no, I don't know why no. you. Because when um, Lord Frey is talking about him and he's talking to his, um, whoever the other guy is in there after the massacre, after the blood wedding, he's like, um, they start talking about Ramsey Bolton. He's like, well, Ramsey Bolton had something else in mind. He's like, he's the one I sent such and such to go get, um, oh boy. And he's like, but my, my whatever, Ramsey Bolton has something. He called him Ramsey Bolton. Okay, so well that's then, when. I guess you got to the part already where he's been legitimized. Okay, then. okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So anyway, inside game talk. Sorry, but yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm wondering about Jack Frost. Oh, <laughs> Nipping at my nose. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. That brings us to time for some ask the average guy. Okay, um, Kenda, would you mind reading the question this week, please? No, I don't really feel like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here's Shizen at Show. I'm a black woman from, for whom culture, race, and politics are very important and sometimes painful subjects. I love my partner of two years very much. I knew she was going to say this. I just knew it in the, just the run-up to this. <laughs> he is a white man in his late 30s who has very little experience with these matters and our differing views have caused many arguments. Now, we avoid the subject of my culture completely, and it's killing me that he does not understand this important part of who I am. Occasionally, he'll make generalizations and comments that I find worrying or insulting. He's not a racist, merely, I need you to scroll up, please, ignorant. He thinks we all, we are all one as humans and should not pay attention to differences. If the playing field were equal between all people, I would agree with him, but it is not. Except for this, he's a sweet and gentle man, intelligent, trustworthy, and a blessing in my life. I love him, but I feel I'm betraying my politics and community. Mostly, I just want to talk, but I can see why he avoids it with all the shouting that's happened, help, mixed up with mixed relations. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Kinda? I think my sister's going through the same thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. She is dating a white man. Well, she's been married to two. And this is the third one. And she's dating him now. And so does really, she like white guys exclusively? No. it just Actually, she dated a, after her divorce, her second divorce. She, said she swore off white men and said she wouldn't get with one. And she dated a brother who didn't treat her white. And then she went to her 30th year um, um, school anniversary and ran into someone from school. And they hit up a conversation. She would have said she would have never considered it if she didn't know him so well from back mm-hmm. when they're students. And they started dating. And he's just the right person. So anyway, off of that story, she and he are having a lot of problems because he's going to vote for Trump and she cannot understand how you can be in love with a black woman and vote for someone that she believes is a bigot and racist and it comes to like knock down drag out yelling arguments like where she stormed out and didn't speak to him for two days and was really questioning should I be in this relationship so I kind of can see mm-hmm. where these kind of issues come up right uh, for someone like that this um to me this is something I, and maybe you know maybe it's new and people don't know and I shouldn't make this generalization but I feel like this is something that should be dealt with in the dating phase that you that you there has to be an understanding of who you are and your culture I think between both people um, if you're gonna marry someone of a different culture and a lot of white people often say oh there's no race it's colorblind and we don't see these things I'm actually watching a reality show right now um, something like marriage boot marriage something marriage and boot camp no um, it's Oh, match made in heaven. And, oh. and it's a bunch of sisters being hooked up with a former football player. But one of them was a white girl. And on the first meeting with him, he said, how does your family feel about you dating? Would, would you feel about dating a black man? And she's like, well, you know, I mean, they might have problems. But for me, race doesn't matter. I don't see color. There's no such thing in his face and his whole reaction. And she is gone because she can't relate to who he is and the struggle for him as a black man. And I feel like that's something we need to address before I marry you. Um. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers her question. It doesn't, but that's to me. <laughs> you, 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 it was a problem when you skipped over that in the you know kind of the dating and and that phase of it. You know. So. Weezy, what do you say? 
if she feels like this is a deal breaker, which it sounds like it is, sounds like it's, you know, it's too important for her to, uh, <clears throat> to not, you know, it seems too important to her to, uh, stay in a relationship with a guy who doesn't, who, you know, you know, feels differently. So, you know. and it's a problem when you can't discuss it, at least mm-hmm. like, at least if, if you don't have if, an understanding, why mm-hmm. can't y'all talk? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I guess they they get they both get uh, get heated over yeah, it. Yeah, and um, true. You know, I you know when, when I hear when I hear people say that you know that that they don't see color, I don't I don't think they mean it literally. I think they merely mean that I I judge you, you know, based on <clears throat> who you are as an individual, and I don't take your race into consideration. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for people you know like that, you know, it's. Uh, it's very difficult for, you know, they say, well, I can drop, you know, in my culture's history. Why can't you? Um, and why can't you just, you know, you know, what does this have to do with us? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what uh, she's going through. And mm-hmm. if she can't, if she can't drop it, if she can't let it go, if it's that important to her, then, you know, she'll have to move on. Yeah, this reminds me of a very special episode of the Carmichael show. <laughs> no, well, this this is my thing. Okay, basically, you know, it just comes down to two things. You know, sorry to be overly overly simplistic with it, but it's either you stay with him or you don't, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> I guess I'll break it down a little bit more. Um, but ultimately, only you can decide. Either. You look at it this way. Okay, this great man that I have who I don't see eye with on these issues. I'll look at him as my safe haven, my refuge in in a world where all that stuff takes up so much of my time. Where When I'm with him, that'll be my time away from that. Where I, my escape, Mm -hmm. my escape from that, my escape from those those things and those topics or whatever and we will just be us in this bubble you know what i mean and and live your life that way um if you can't do that then you might have to look for someone else that's pretty much it you know um or i guess there is a third option the third option could be you're able to tolerate somebody who disagrees with you because basically that's what you're saying is that you can't tolerate him because his views aren't the same as yours. Is that what she's saying? That is what she's saying. But what I hear her saying (laughs) is that he, not necessarily just the views, but he fundamentally doesn't understand a part of who she is. Not necessarily her views, but who she is as a black woman and your experience. Did you expect a white man to to do that? That was my point. That was my point. I mean, how could you expect a, a white man to? However, and I don't, but where and I you, also see and you, I don't the feel issue, like you can hold him hold no, that against him. I don't see an issue in him not understanding it. What I see the issue in is him not wanting to understand and not even having a and them not getting where you you mm. have to as my partner be able to understand my experiences in this world. I look at Bill De Blasio, the was that the mayor of New York City, and he's married to a black woman. He was very clear when the shootings happened. I have black sons, and 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 understanding being in a different space from not just seeing it from a white person's. 
perspective, but how his wife and his sons have to operate in this society, and it's completely different than him. He has made the effort to understand that experience, even though he doesn't have it. Mm, yeah, okay. I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it's a little unfair to say <laughs> from this that he's mm-hmm. unwilling to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, he just may not be able to. I mean, that doesn't make him a yeah. bad person. No, and I didn't say bad. No, no, I know. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just stating for the record. It doesn't make him a bad person, nor does it make him uh, in, any less than. You know, I mean, some people can't can't comprehend um, someone else's experience to that extent. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, if 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 he did say he understood, I feel like a lot of black women would be like, please, boy, bye. You know what I mean? Like, you don't understand what it's like to be no black woman, really. You know, if he came out saying that, nah, he, he couldn't say that. Even if, he, you know, the, the, the most he could do is probably try to listen <laughs> sympathetically or whatever, you know. Um, but it, it, it feels like to me that if he doesn't agree with her, then there's going to be issues. So, hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's way more complicated than that. I really do. Uh okay, yeah. But I mean, that's what it comes but, down. But to. But essentially, <laughs> that's if, even if it is more complicated, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it's either accept who he is or not. You know, that's mm-hmm. so. Um. All right. Mixed up in uh, mixed relations. I hope that helps you shed some light on your situation there, and uh, take this time. To uh, wish our absent member, (laughs) Charlie Bell, a very, very, very happy birthday. Which is probably why she uh, is not here. She's probably having a lot of birthday sex. Uh, Or at least some uh, birthday drinks. That's just for you, Charlie Bell. All right. So that brings another episode of the Shiznit Show to a close. Thank you, guys. Thank you, one and all, for riding with us, as always. Don't forget to share the Shiznit Shiznit Show on your social media, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat, and all those other places where you uh, casually, virtually congregate. We will see you all here next week for another episode of the Shiznit Show. So, in the meantime, for Kendall McGee, for Damon Louise Stanifer, Dino Red, saying holla at your boy. From all of our crew to listeners like you, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Shiznit. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Check out our website, theshiznitshow.com, or hit us up on Facebook under The Shiznit. Follow us on Twitter at The Shiznit Show. Write to us at theshiznitshow at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail and make it sexy at 424-261-4878. This has been... The Shiznit. You're listening to the rain.